How do we join Jesus as a family? Greg and Susan Finke tell us it's simpler than you think and a lot more fun. Christian parents want to raise their children to be lifelong followers of Jesus, but many parents watch their children grow up, leave home, and then walk away from the faith. What went wrong? And how can a new generation of parents avoid the same result? Greg and Susan identify what Jesus shows us in the Gospels to help parents become more intentional and practical in raising Jesus followers. What does it mean to disciple my own child? What are my parenting goals? Where do I want my child to end up? To lead my child there, how then shall I live? As I watch Jesus in the Gospels, what is his discipleship process? And how can I weave Jesus' discipleship process into the rhyme of my family's everyday life? Again, my guests are Greg and Susan Finke, authors of Joining Jesus as a Family and the founders of Dwelling 114. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. This is part one of a two-part series. Thanks, Greg and Susan, for being our guests today on Family Shield. Well, thank you for having us. For having us. You're very welcome. I'm I'm so looking forward to the program. So, Greg, why did you and your wife write this book? Well, Kay, we we, we have written um, two previous books about joining Jesus, uh, joining Jesus on, uh, um, on his mission, and then joining Jesus, show me how. One's about mission, the other, the other is about discipleship, uh, taking what Jesus shows us in the Gospels and applying that uh, to, primarily, it was to adults. Uh, and then many people just kept asking us, hey, can, can you do something for families? And, um, and so, you know, finally the pandemic kind of was that opportunity for us to um, sit still and, and get that done. So it really was based out of just the requests of, of families and ministries that, that uh, work with families to have a book that, that would help parents and, and grandparents and foster parents be more intentional about uh, raising their children to be followers of Jesus. And, you know, not just going to church, which is certainly a big part of it, not just knowing the facts and figures of the faith, which is, which is a big part of it, but how to actually, you know, raise them up so that they, on their own, have experience and, and desire to be a follower of Jesus well beyond their, their growing up years in, in our homes. This is so important. It is so important that we talk about that. Very honestly, most people don't even understand what discipleship is when they're adults, much less that parents can raise their children to be disciples of Jesus critically important. But before we move on with the book, Susan, tell our listeners about you and your family. Well, um, Greg and I both grew up in um, in families that are filled with pastors and, and Christian teachers. So um, we have that, <laughs> we have that history. And Greg then was a pastor for um, 30 plus years before we started Dwelling 114. I have a teaching background, and um, and then 20-plus years as uh, director of kids and family ministries. So, um, so this is, you know, that's our background. Well, then um, our own kids, who were, <laughs> we have uh, three girls, 
And Amanda, the oldest, is a a school counselor for a um, public Montessori school in Austin, Texas. Our middle one, Emily, is a, she's on staff at the Point Church in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, a bit of an entrepreneur herself um, there in Knoxville, and a worship leader. And then our youngest, Ellen, um, she she works for student ministries on campus at the University of Texas, where mm. she graduated from last year. So she was the one that wasn't going to follow in the family footsteps, <laughs> but um, of course did. So <laughs> we're very proud of all of them. And, uh, and we say that by the grace of God, you know, they've turned out pretty well. And <laughs> um, yes. Oh, and we, the two oldest are married, and our oldest daughter has. Um, we say we laughingly say she's our favorite because she has given us our one grandson. So, <laughs> but, oh. all right, no, very so. good. So uh, let's go on. What does it mean to disciple my child? Yeah, well, I think the again, um, <laughs> you mentioned it before. People have a lack of clarity and simplicity about what disciple and discipleship is. And we think it's all about scholarship. So, of course, anybody that's not, you know, highly educated in theology feels inadequate to the task. And yet we see in the Gospels that that, uh, discipleship is not scholarship alone. It's not just, you know, knowing all the right answers to to Bible questions. Uh, In fact, in the Gospels, the reason Jesus combines his teaching with come follow me is so that uh, in the relationship that he has with his trainees, his disciples, uh, they can see his lifestyle and begin to imitate it. And indeed, that's the, that's the outcome of discipleship, not just knowing right answers, but knowing how to put those right answers into play for the good of others, to live our lives like Jesus. And so um, when we're talking about that, then as we apply it to our children, um, you know, it's kind of like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, you know, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So I'm not going to be perfect, but I am the object lesson for my child of what it looks like to put the faith into practice for the good of others, to live out my faith, if you will. And so that really, that's why we want to really, you know, let parents know they're already discipling their kids. Um, It's not something they have to start. It's something that started as soon as they had their child. Their child is designed to watch them and imitate them and grow up to become a version of them. And we all know that because that's all that's what happened to us, right? We yes. we watched our parents and and uh eventually grew up to become a version of them. And um, you know, it's not perfect and it's not uh all all uh easy, but it is very clear that uh, we are most deeply formed and influenced by our parents. And we simply want to help parents to embrace that not be afraid of it, and, um, and and be more intentional about it because it's already happening. Good. So if you feel your child is becoming bored, unfulfilled, or unconvinced of the Christian life, what can we do as Christians to help them, Greg, again? Yeah, so, you know, when, when a child is going simply uh, understands that the Christian faith is, you know, learning right answers, 
attending services and participating in programs. They do it because mom and dad tell them to, or they rebel and they don't want to, or you know whatever it might be. But if that's all the, the Christian faith is, being baptized, uh, going to church, participating in programs, learning right answers, um, that leaves them unconvinced of the reality and, and, frankly, the power of living out that faith for the good of others. And so that's where we want to uh, help parents not just you know tell their kids about the faith or send them to church to learn about the faith, but to participate in living a life of love, as Ephesians 5 tells us, living a life of love for the good of others, and to uh, help them experience the fulfillment and fruitfulness of that. Um, Susan and I love to tell the story about um, uh, when our youngest daughter, Ellen, mm-hmm. went on a whitewater rafting trip in North Carolina. Susan, why don't you share that with them? <laughs> well, um, Ellen was very excited about going um, on this whitewater rafting trip, and we went and Greg and I um, read the pamphlet and we studied the pamphlet. Um, In the meantime, Ellen got on the raft and was going down the river full speed and um, having the time of her life, um, experiencing uh, at different times um, fear and, and joy and fun and all that. And Greg and I are back. Greg's reading the pamphlet over and over again. He is memorizing the pamphlet. He, in fact, knows it so well that that was one of the reasons why we didn't, he and I didn't go on the, on the, on the raft. But um, I finally got tired of him reading and studying, so I went ahead and uh, took pictures. But um, in the meantime, Ellen was experiencing the white rat water rafting trip and we were just hearing about it mm-hmm. um when we got back together as a family she had lots of stories um it, she had the experiences and um, we just um, could laugh and talk about that and just have fun with that um it was a very different experience than what we had sitting on the sidelines, me watching and taking pictures, and Greg just studying the pamphlet. Yeah. I thought that story really encapsulated what the difference is. Knowing a lot of facts are jumping in and becoming a Christian and having excitement and having fears and having a life of following Jesus. I just thought it was great. Uh, as you shared it. But go ahead, Greg. You had a comment. Well, yeah, just uh, to reaffirm that, at at the end of the day, right, Susan and I, we were bored and unconvinced, right? Mm -hmm. We we were still afraid of the raft ride, and we were bored by the pamphlet. Now, it wasn't the pamphlet's fault. The pamphlet's job was to give us the information we needed to get in 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 the raft and actually take the ride. And that, that's the analogy then with, you know, what we end up doing to our dear children is that they, they read the pamphlet, they memorize the pamphlet, they sing about the pamphlet, they discuss the pamphlet, but they never actually get in the, in the raft and take the ride. So, you know, like, like we were, they are unconvinced, maybe afraid, and, and frankly bored by the whole thing. 
and uh, and and you know, so they think they don't want to be followers of Jesus when they leave, and they haven't even experienced it yet. You know, mm-hmm. they've experienced the 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 classes and the and the and the memory work, but they haven't had the fun of learning how to live out that life for the good of others in 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 the daily you know adventures of of joining Jesus on his mission. Right, and that's so important. So um, you and uh, uh, Susan did finally also take that uh, uh, whitewater rafting experience <laughs> with your daughter later, did you not? Well, you know what? Yeah. We, you're saying yes, we, did. we actually did not oh. do whitewater rafting ourselves, but we did zip lining the next time we were there. Ah. We did it all together. How, same type of situation, but we experienced it together. <laughs> okay, okay, good. All right. Uh, our, uh, I need to make some announcements, and then we'll come back and continue talking about this book, Joining Jesus as a Family, How to Raise Your Children to Be Followers of Jesus. Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate other educational and outreach services that serve individuals and their families. Thanks for listening. This week, we're giving away the booklet, Helping Your Child Grow Through Faith Conversations. To receive a copy, call the Family Shield Response Center 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. We encourage listeners to sign up to receive the Family Shield complimentary email newsletter. You can send your email address to witness2family at gmail.com. Your prayers and support allow Family Shield to continue to reach and equip individuals and their families for Christ. Your support makes our work in the ripe and plentiful harvest possible. If you're a Thriving Financial member, you can designate your Thriving Choice dollars to support Family Shield. Go to www.thrivent.com, Thrivent Choice, or call Thrivent 1 800 847 4836. The um, uh, Finkies have founded uh, Dwelling 114, and I would encourage you to check out their website there. And I want to let you have just a minute to let our listeners know how they can uh, obtain your book. If uh, Greg, if you would just share a little bit about that. Yeah, well, the book literally uh, just came out within the last couple of weeks. So right now it's available on Amazon.com. And then later uh, in August, if people through our website, dwelling114.org, uh, contact us, uh, they can also put in an order directly with us, and uh, we start to implement quantity discounts uh, with four or more uh, books being ordered. Uh, but for right now, immediately, uh, Amazon.com. Good, good, good. All right, so how do we parent with the end in mind? Uh, you spend a lot of the time in your book talking about this question. What is Jesus' discipling process And is there a simple way that our family can weave it into our daily life so we get better at living a life of love and joining Jesus on his mission? Uh, Talk a little bit more about that 
and uh, why that's the solution to the challenge that we face, that the kids are not staying with the faith. Well, I think if if you, um, for instance, if you would have asked me when I became a daddy for the first time, you know, what was my, you know, what was a clear goal that I had, not so much what I wanted my child to grow up and do, kind of like a, you know, a vocation or a, or an occupation, but, you know, what kind of a person would I have wanted uh, my child to be? I'm not quite sure I would have even had an answer, frankly, because nobody asked me that question. And that's part of what we do early in the book is just help people kind of sort that out. You know, what do you want your child to be able to be and do as a human being? And if it is to be a follower of Jesus, you know, is it simply going to church or is there an adventure that we're invited into? And uh, and so, you know, being able to say, again, based on Scripture, that the most, and experience, the most uh, fulfilling and fruitful way to live is to live a life of love for the good of others uh, as we join Jesus on his mission, uh, allows people to then say, okay, if that is the goal, if I want my child to be able to be a fulfilled, fruitful follower of Jesus, living a life of love, um, then, you know, what does that mean? And how do I start to weave into our daily routines the things that will support that, help them grow in that, be fulfilled in that? And uh, so starting with the end in mind is really a gift. It's a gift to ourselves. It doesn't mean we become legalistic and and kind of, uh, you know, hard-shelled about it, but it does help us to, to navigate and negotiate our way through daily life with that clarity of, hey, where are we heading and uh, how are we going to get there? Good. And uh, so the process, I'm going to jump forward a little bit, that you share is the process that Jesus used. And I want to touch a little bit more on that in a minute. And this is the process. Teach them, show them, send them, circle up with them, and share the stories. Now, um, let's just flush those words out a little bit. Susan, can you tell us what you would teach your child when you start that process that Jesus used with his disciples? Well, um, the first thing is that we want our, our kids to know where their true identity comes from. We want them to know that they are loved by God that they are a beloved child of the Heavenly King. And we start teaching that right away, <laughs> right away as babies. Um, we want them to grow, not to get their, feel like their identity is anything. I, I know with our kids, I said, you, we don't do or not do things because you are the pastor's kid. It's we are living every day as a follower of Jesus, and you are his beloved child. You are a princess of the king, and that's who you are. Um, and so because you are a child of the king, um, he has given you all the things that you need, and he, you are valuable to him. Your value doesn't come from what other people say about you or to you or or think you your value is from the lord and um and i think that's so important because that's something that kids struggle with and adults struggle with mm-hmm. 
So if they know, if we teach them from an early age their true identity and their value and that God has a purpose for them, and their purpose is to um, intentionally use the the love that they have been given um, from God to share with others for the good of others and love others. Mm -hmm. Um, God has given us all we need um, and in abundance. He is our heavenly king, and he's got the things of the kingdom, and we have more than we need. It can overflow so that our purpose is to share his love. Mm -hmm. Good, good. So uh, teaching them, of course, we're going to teach them about the faith, teach them about their identity in Christ, and that's critical, uh, and help them understand they're loved by God. What, uh, Greg, what about show them, you know, what's the next step in that process, again, that Jesus used with his disciples? Well, and maybe what I can do is just kind of string all those together. Yeah, please. Using the example Susan just just gave. So, you know, teach them is to tell them what they need to know, right? The the teaching is the, you know, how will they know unless they hear? Mm -hmm. So they need to hear that they are beloved children of the heavenly king. But then we also need to show them. We need to not just teach them the right answers, but live out those answers, show them those answers in our own lifestyle. Because, again, the children are watching, right? They're watching. They're taking it all in. And uh, and it's important for us to be uh, aware of that and intentional about that. So I don't just teach my child. I show my child how I live. And that that's the same thing Jesus did. He taught his followers. And then he said, come follow me so I can show you what it looks like to live this out. But then we also uh, want to send them, because now that I have told you and showed you, now I'm going to send you out to gain your own experience. And in this case, it's to go out and to remember who you are and uh, to, you know, to, you know, whether I'm, whether I'm going to school or I'm going to daycare or whether I'm just interacting with my, my, my little brother all day, whatever it might be. I'm sending my child out to gain their experience and being able to uh, put that teaching into play. They remember who they are, and they remember what their purpose is. And then we come back at the end of the day. Maybe it's at dinner time. Maybe it's at bedtime. But then we talk about what did we find out? What did we experience? And that way we have the whole package of Jesus told his disciples, he showed his disciples, he sent his disciples, and then when they came back together, they discussed what happened. What did you experience? What did you learn? Uh, Tell me the stories. And that's the same thing we can do with our kids. Tell them then show them with our lifestyle, send them out to give, get their own experience, and then circle up as a family to talk about what happened. Tell me the stories. And parents, you know, because we also are following that same thing, we, it's important that we share our stories with our kids um, and not just, and not just, um, you know, invite their stories. It, it becomes very rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is something that that we, as parents, we want to be intentional about doing right away with our kids. We don't wait until their school age or, you know, where we think they understand. I mean, God, God has given us these kids, and we need to be intentional right away about about telling them and showing them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're watching. Uh, so they see us and they hear us. Um, even our little 15-month-old grandson um, who was with us this weekend, um, he's imitating and he's um, 
you know, he's communicating and he's noticing everything. And so um, we start at an early age. And the thing is, we're in a constant, then continual learning. We never, we never graduate from um, being a disciple or learning more about discipleship. It's a continual learning. So um, we continue to, as parents to learn from our kids when we are using this um, teach them, show them, send them, and then sharing the stories. Um, we are all learning together as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we can learn as much from the children as they learn from us sometimes, can't we? So uh, let's, as parents, you not only want your children to know these truths in their head, but to be convinced of them in their hearts. According to Jesus, how can we make that connection between our children's heads and hearts? Greg? Yeah, well, it, it boils down to experience, right? Um, we, we, we can tell them what the right answer is, but we all know that, that our actions are, are much more impactful than simply our words. Now, it's not an absence of words, but it, we want to follow up our words with our, with our actions so that they are experiencing our love. And, um, and, and so we go through the book, you know, things that would be very familiar in most, parent, in most families, and yet to be more intentional because those really do uh, matter, uh, being able to show the kids that we value them and, um, and, and that we value their stories and we value their experiences. Um, and that's, that's what connects the head and the heart. And it's simple, and it works, but we do have to do it and, uh, and not take it for granted. I think that's part of the, 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 uh, the challenge these days is that parents are busy and they're mm-hmm. distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids are busy and distracted, and we don't end up having those kinds of relational interactions of words and experience uh, uh, together that can reinforce and really uh, convince the, the kids that they are loved, that they are valued, that they do have a, a purpose that is an important and valuable one to other people. Um, and so that's, that's uh, we, you know, we unpack that a lot in the book, but mm-hmm. it is so, so important. Well, I want, we've got just a minute or so left, and I want to let our listeners know, I knew this Joining Jesus as a Family, this book, How to Raise Your Children to Be Followers of Jesus, was going to go quickly, but I had no idea that today would go as quickly as it did. But we're going to do a part two next week for this program and talk about some additional uh, issues that they talk about, how to help your child be humble, how to help them have their superpowers to love others. There's just so much in the book. And uh, I hope that you will uh, tune in next week as well. And uh, again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield Ministries. My guests have been Greg Finke and Susan Finke. Uh, Their book, again, is Joining Jesus as a Family. And they are the founders of Dwelling 114. So I would recommend you look up that website as well to learn more. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in his word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. 
To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.